time it is. It's time for another episode of the 3 in 1 podcast. Hey, hey, Joining hey. us from the Nasty Natty, give it up for Keith Turner Jr. Whoa, I got introduced first this time. You know, I must have did something right. What's up, everybody? Give it up for Mr. Slow Grind himself from Cleveland, Ohio, International Ian Lamont Morgan. Slow Grind. What's up, y'all? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, that hashtag still kills me. Sorry, I <laughs> um, And it's your boy from the capital city, Malcolm Morgan. You guys, this has been a couple weeks of previews, and the previews don't stop now. Uh-uh, uh-uh. It's time for, as Ian will call it, the No Fun League, the <laughs> no NFL fun. season preview. Um, so as you guys know, there are a lot of NFL football teams, and if we don't get to your team, it's because your team doesn't matter, and we don't want to talk about them. Um, we're going to try to talk about the teams that matter and the players that matter. Gosh, Malcolm, <laughs> man, tell them how you really feel. Uh, Goodness. Look, I, love, I love our fans. I don't love all of our fans' teams. Some of them are trash. Um, <laughs> so. can, we, can we do that first? These are the trash teams. These are the trash teams. We, the teams we will not be talking about include the Buffalo Bills, oh, the Miami Dolphins, Bears, the Miami Dolphins, pretty much all of the other AFC East teams. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, just kidding. No, but really, we really don't care about your teams. And so we're going to go through uh, the league division by division. We're going to talk about some headlines, talk about some players and coaches, um, try to hit as much as we can. And then we're going to give real quick NFC and AFC champions and maybe even a Super Bowl winner if we feel like it. So, gentlemen, are you ready? We're ready. Let's go. Well, let's do this. Let's go ahead and get out of the way. Our favorite teams, mine being the San Francisco 49ers. And if you don't know, go ahead and declare your favorite teams, guys. I mean, naturally, the Browns. Um, but actual play, um, I've been rolling with the Eagles. Nope, that don't count. Anyways, he rolls with the Browns for everybody. Um, don't, don't give us that crap. Oh, you need to be loyal. The Browns would be Man. so disappointed in you, Ian, today. So disappointed in you. Anyways, y'all, I roll with the Bengals. Sadly, I love my hometown team. Um, Unlike Ian, apparently, he wants to give secondary and third teams. (laughs) Uh, I'm just kidding, Ian. I'm just kidding. Um, All love. All love. There's like a a fire emoji by Keith's name right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, but yeah, I I root for uh, the Mike Brown-owned. Cincinnati mm. Bengals. It's a good team. We'll get we'll get to them in a little bit, but yeah. we're going to start out in the vaunted AFC East. Um, let's just get to the to the question: Is there anybody that can even kind of compete with the Patriots in this division? No, next division. Ever since the <laughs> Buffalo Bills picked up Corey Coleman, I think they have moved into. A prime contender spot to challenge for the AFC East title. No, yeah, with what no. quarterback? Ooh, um, I mean the Jets are intriguing. 
if Isaiah Crowell is, is anything like he has been with the Browns, um, he was the highlight. The rushing attack was great. We just didn't run the ball. So if Sam Darnold ends up being anything and they can make something of that offense, then it'll be interesting to watch. But the answer to your question is no. Yeah, and this is, I mean, and this is the year to kind of pounce on them because um, they're, I can't name a receiver outside of Julian Edelman um, and Chris Hogan. Um, Brady's nope. another year older uh, and apparently doesn't want to answer questions ever again. Well, of course, um, he still has Gronk, who, you know, is be- one of the best tight ends in the league. No, he's kind of falling into he's kind of falling into that like Kyrie category of he's going to get hurt at some point. It's just yep. when is it going to be and when for how long? Happen. And it's not going to be like a sprain. It's going to be a break, right? It's going to be like his toe came completely off, <laughs> right, right, um, right. and somehow he comes somehow and, he comes back in three weeks and it's just fine. Am I wrong that he announced that this is his last season? Um, there was some weird conversations about him retiring. I don't. I don't get. I don't. Some people. I don't understand where that chatter comes from. Fake no. news. Um, That's where it comes from. That's what Donald Trump would oh, say. Whoa! Hey! Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> whoa! All right now. <laughs> whoa! It's, okay. You are on fire today, Keith. First of all, we do not refer to him by name. He is forty-five. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, Ag- uh, Agent Orange. And uh, if you are a forty-five fan, we are not sorry. Feel free to stop listening. Um. <laughs> yes, I said it. <laughs> Send all of your emails to Ian. Morgan. <laughs> yeah, we are off the rails. Um, so, um, do, we'll talk a little bit about some of these other terrible teams in this division. Um, Sam Darnold, do you guys think he's the starter week one for the Jets? No, I do. Did you both say no? I know. I, I said I do, um, oh. just just to be disagreeable. No, Teddy Bridgewater needs to start. <laughs> I mean, we know who it really will be, though. I mean, let's just be real. It'll be Josh McCown, and then yeah. from there. Oh, you actually think that? I, I think Josh McCown is a glorified coach. I I don't think he. I don't think. I think it's between Br- Bridgewater and Darnold, I, and McCown is just the the mentor coach guy. Yeah, I feel like he'll start, like, the first game or something like that, and then Bridgewater may take over. I just don't think Darnold's ready. I told you guys this, like, last year I was not impressed with Darnold. I watched him in some few preseason games. He does not look that impressive. Um, So, yeah, but we'll see. He's got time to grow, but I would love to see Bridgewater start, honestly. Um, Here's what I do know. If – if McCown starts, then all three of them are going to play because McCown always gets hurt. It, it does. He he finds a way to get hurt every year. I wonder. Uh, if, I wonder so if we have a guy on each team that always gets hurt. Of, of course, that'd be, all, that, now, all that'd be a fun team. season preview. All that'd be a fun team. season preview right there. <laughs> Starring Tyler Eifert from the Cincinnati Bengals. That's for sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> for real. Oh shoot. Um, no, I, I, first of all, Darnold, I've never wanted a guy to cut his hair more in my life. Um, I hate that. I that, Alfred, that, Alfred that Payton. Yeah, that, that swoop deal that he has going on is, is irritating. But, um, Josh McCown, I can't just call him a glorified, you know, coach. Cause he actually puts up like decent passing numbers, whether or not, you know, 
uh, the pics are there or not is, you know, just kind of, it is what it is. But um, I just, I, I believe Teddy Bridgewater showed enough in the preseason to, to get the go-ahead. Yeah, I'm hoping, I, I like Teddy Bridgewater. I'd love to see him get a shot somewhere. And if he doesn't get a shot in, in uh, New York, I'd love to see him get traded somewhere where he can actually have a chance to play. Yep. Um, maybe a team like Jacksonville might be interested in him. I don't know. Um, but we'll see. Um Man, I keep looking at these Bills quarterbacks and trying to, like, talk myself into believing in any of them. And and then I just remember, like, all the hype they had around Nathan Peterman last year. And then they started him, and he threw, like, four interceptions and a half. <laughs> right, right. And it was, it was just – it was all of this hype, and the coaches are like, oh, he's ready. He's been really preparing like he's a starter. And then he just goes and lays a complete egg. And McCarron is hurt. Josh Allen – um, if you ask anyone named Jalen Ramsey, he'll tell you he's trash, and I tend to agree with that assessment. <laughs> um, you guys, this is how this podcast is going to be, because <laughs> some of these divisions are terrible, and this is one of them. Um, yeah, I just I, it's hard for me to get excited about the Bills at all. Nope. Shady McCoy is, is a 30, which is the magic number for running backs. Kelvin yep. Benjamin doesn't like Cam Newton and somehow I'm supposed to care about that too. I just it's it's hard to care about this division at all. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about Miami. <laughs> it's over. All right. That is your AFC East. <laughs> Sorry guys. It's, 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 Sorry. It's, Sorry. Sorry guys. Yeah. This is this is look, this is your NFL preview right here. We yeah. keeps it real. There it is. Um, so we're going to go to the AFC North. We have uh, two AFC North experts here. Um, first question on everyone's mind. All right. Are the Browns a contender in the division? And what calamity will befall them on Hard Knocks? Feel free to answer the one you want to answer. Oh, man. Um, <clears throat> to your second question, I'm calling a pl- plague of locusts. Just something, <laughs> something strange. Um, as far as whether or not they will contend for the AFC North, uh, no. Oh. Um, six and ten is about where I had the Browns this year. Mm, that's fair. That's fair because that's where, exactly where I would have them to. Yeah, Hugh Jackson's um, gonna be coach of the year. That with, with that improvement, he might be. I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I, I think the Browns will be vastly improved. I think they'll do everything to show that they're a year away, and with continuity, um, yeah, it, I say watch out for them next year. But uh, no, they're not gonna contend. I, think, uh, I I second that. I don't think they are a contender yet. Um, I think this is still Pittsburgh's league to lose um, because of pure talent, coaching. I'm a Mike Tomlin guy. I like him. Um, I love his energy. I love you know um, the way that he leads his team. Um, but I got to say, I love what Cleveland's done. I still think they should have taken – um, Chubb or you know something like that um, over Denzel Ward um, or Saquon Barkley right exactly um, versus signing Carlos Hyde 
um, who's very injury prone. He, he could go on the all injury list as well. Um, I do like Nick Chubb though. Um, I, I like, I love, you know, the Baker, Baker Mayfield. Um, I think they probably could have got him at four, um, for sure. But, um, uh, he may not even play, but Jarvis Landry, um, Josh Gordon, if he can stay off the weed, um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to watch them play because they will be more relevant, and also it will be more exciting to see them in these AFC North games. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I may even want to go see them play when they come here to Cincinnati. So, so yeah, I don't think contender yet, um, but I think they are they are definitely maybe a year away from being in that contender realm, if you will. Yeah, they're definitely right there. I, I like Jarvis Landry looks like he's going to have a big year. Um, you're hoping that Josh Gordon can bounce back. I'm really interested to see how they kind of distribute the running back um, carries. Yep. yep. You've, you've got three guys that you would like ideally to get touches in Carlos Hyde, uh, Duke Johnson, and, and Nick Chubb. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that, how that kind of shakes out. Um, you know, Tyrod is the quarterback for now. Um, for I now. Think he has just enough weapons. Yeah, for now. They're, I think Baker may eventually see the field, depending on how this season goes. But um, I tell you what, Hart Knox has made me very interested in, in the Cleveland Browns. Some of their personalities are really interesting. Um, Hugh Jackson, despite some really weird rants um, in Hart Knox, seems like he he's the right coach for the, for this job. Um, yeah, but I, I think they're a year away, um, depending on what they're able to do next year in the draft and the free agency and and how guys kind of develop throughout this year. So, Keith, we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about your Bengals. Oh, help it's us, been, Jesus. It's been an up-and-down little run here for your Bengals. But what are you looking forward to this year from the Bengals? And where do you guys see your strengths being? Um, well, first of all, can I just say I'm so glad that Pac-Man Jones is not a Bengal, number one. Um, you know, here's the thing. Um, I'm excited that our offensive line has gotten a little bit better um, to be able to protect Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton is not a quarterback that does well under pressure, but he is a guy that if you give him time, he can find guys. And I feel like this this could be a year that the Bengals can sneak up on some people um, because they do have some weapons on offense. I love Joe Mixon as a running back. Yes, sir. Um, I, I really believe he's going to be a top-tier back. Um, and if Tyler Eifert stays healthy, the Bengals have the weapons that they need to be successful. Um, then Andy doesn't have to always be forcing the ball to AJ Green, um, like he often does. Um, we lost Brandon LaFell, but he was Brandon LaDrop, so we don't really care. Um, (laughs) and we get some guys, you know, if John Ross, for the love of God, can make some plays and stay healthy, as well, um, the Bengals can really – we could sneak in and, pote- and potentially uh, give Pittsburgh a run for the money for for our division. So I'm a little bit more optimistic than I was last year, um, but we'll see. We will see. Um, our defense normally doesn't, like, give up a ton, a ton of points anyways. I'm normally not concerned about our defense. I'm normally concerned about what Andy Dalton can do. 
um, and if our offense can be consistent. Uh, so if we if Joe Mix if we can get a steady dose of Joe Mixon sprinkled in with a little Giovanni Bernard um, and uh, those type of things, we should be good. I I don't know why Gio, Giovanni Bernard is still on the roster. I, I'm just I'm I don't know. I'm maybe it's just me. I'm so tired of that guy just not producing. <laughs> wait wait oh, hold, <laughs> on, just, hold on. What do you mean not producing? He's been good. Uh, I well, I mean, here's the thing. It's half of this, uh, I'm just go ahead and put myself out there. Joe Mixon's on my fantasy team. Uh, he's must he's one of my starting running backs, and so um, I'm just in favor of giving him um, that number that that number one running back role. Absolutely. Um, only I mean because he's a weapon for Andy Dalton as well. Um, a highly efficient weapon. And I think that they I think he makes you guys um, he gives you the dynamic that Gio does not. Sorry, Keith, don't take it personally. I just don't like Giovanni Bernard. I feel like every game that I expect him to break out and do something great, he is he's not effective. And I don't I don't think he opens up the offense enough for you guys. But that's just me. Yeah, I, I mean, he's just a good two guy. Like if you look at most of the league, most of these running backs are by committee now. Um, you may have your number one guy, um, like a Le'Veon Bell and a Ty Gurley and some of those guys, but most of them, you have one guy who could potentially be a stud, and you have another yeah. guy who who gives, you know, like Gio, Gio Bernard, you know, you get him the ball in open space, especially, you know, out of the backfield on a pass or anything like that. He can turn heads um, and definitely make plays. He is not a guy that you pound the ball to for 20 plus times a game no that's that's our joe mixon but i love the geo still with us because he gives us that that option um so really... he's a feature back yeah absolutely absolutely okay. i just yep. I, I want i want i want marvin lewis to know that well i mean hey that's that's yeah yeah but i'm glad jeremy hill's not here anymore either um, that, that too we just don't need him you know not him and mixon mm-hmm. no but uh, but no, I'm I'm excited to watch uh, watch the Bengals. I actually always like seeing the Bengals um, in the Red Rocket. <laughs> Andy Daddy Dog said it, but uh, I am uh, Red I'm, Mamba. <laughs> Red Mamba. Red Mamba. <laughs> I'm a, uh, I don't know how much more of a window these guys have. I'll say that much. Yeah, um, they need to capitalize I'm, this year, bro. I agree. I'm intrigued to see. Uh, frankly, I never want to see a man lose his job. If he can't get it done this year, I, I am do. intrigued to see what this unit Unless does. Unless you're Phil Jackson. <laughs> I, I never. I, I'm, I am intrigued to see what this unit does under a new head coach, but I won't get ahead of myself. Um, yeah. So, yeah, this year uh, I hope things play off, play out. I want to see Andy Dalton and A.J. Green um, um, in deep in the playoffs, I want to see what they do when the bright lights are on, and I feel like they've had enough years to to rev up to it to you know to perform um, in on that uh, on that platform. So uh, yeah, interested in Cincinnati. Um, you know, they both of these teams make the AFC North uh, very very interesting, especially with Baltimore not being what Baltimore has been. Although, I, well, we'll get there. But I, I think that they, you know, they're a little bit more viable. And Pittsburgh is that much older. Um, ben is, is now it is his last year. Um, I think he said. 
Everybody's, I don't know. There's a lot going on with everybody yeah, saying it's their I last. Heard that. I, I believe I saw a report where he, he, well, I saw the conversation, and I thought he, he was talking about if it will be his last year. Mm-hmm. I, I had to look and see exactly what the quote was, but um, these guys are old. That's my point. Is that uh, you know, it's is I like Mike Tomlin too, but um, yeah, uh, no cases. What's the <laughs> right? Um, no I I like how he leads the team. He just doesn't lead the team to Super Bowls enough. So, you know, Pittsburgh is you know they they're not gonna wait around too much longer. So yeah, AFC North is is in good hands. It's very interesting to me. Yeah, shout out to Baltimore. I don't know how good they'll be. Um, defense will be their defense. The question, big question is production from the wide receiver and running back positions for me. Yep. And if Joe Flacco can give them consistency at the quarterback position. Um, but we'll see. I'm not, I don't have a, a whole lot of faith in them. Um, I think Pittsburgh is the clear best team. You have uh, Ben Roethlisberger, Le'Veon Bell, and uh, Antonio Brown. You could fill in the blanks with a lot of other uh, pieces and still be an elite team. So um, I think they win this division. But I, I, I'm really interested to see how the Browns attack this year and if they can kind of uh, stay with it if things get tough towards the middle. Um, so we're going to switch it up to the AFC South. Um, this has three teams that I'm kind of interested in seeing how they do. Um, and one of my sleeper teams in the AFC is are the Houston Texans. Yes, sir. Um, yep. They've got they've got a healthy hopefully Deshaun Watson through the whole year. The big thing with this team has just been injuries. They can't stay healthy. JJ Watt out um, most of last year. Yep. Um, Merciless, another one of their big defensive players, missed eleven game games last year with a torn pectoral muscle. Um, if they can get healthy, uh, I believe Will Fuller missed missed games last year. Yep. Um, if they can stay healthy on the offensive side, we'll start there. Um, they've got some young backs that have some potential. Um, Deontay Foreman, uh, Lamar Miller, and others. Um, at the wideout, obviously, DeAndre Hopkins is a perennial all-pro receiver. But mm-hmm. they also have Will Fuller, who is a speedster on the outside that can help take the tops off of defenses. Um, Jalen Strong, I believe, is still one of their receivers. Um, and they also have... Um, I'm Braxton Miller. Braxton Miller. Braxton Miller is also in the mix there. Oh, Bruce Ellington was the one... Um, mm who played the slot for them last year. He was another guy that was injured. If they can be healthy on offense for, for one year, I think this unit has the potential to put up some points, especially with Deshaun Watson. Uh, last year, he was on pace to throw 43 touchdowns. Yep. Yeah. Um, so if he can, um, obviously that pace is ridiculous, but if he can come close to that, um, that's a really good offense. And then defensively, J.J. Watt is, is clearly the one of the best, if not the best defensive player in all of football. Um, in the last two years, they've actually got great production out of former number one pick Jadavion Clowney. Yep. But he just they haven't been able to keep Watt healthy, so he's been seeing a lot of double teams. Still been able to produce, but I'm interested to see how this defense could be with a healthy JJ Watt taking up a lot of attention, as well as having a productive um, Jadavion Clowney on the outside. This defense could be another defense in this in the league that's really scary to deal with on a week to week basis. Yeah, they just have an old secondary, man. You know, you still got yeah. Jonathan Joseph out there, you know, um, and, and guys who, you know, um, are up there in age. So, but you're right. If that front 
can get in there, man, this team could be dangerous. Where do you guys see uh, Jacksonville kind of falling into this this um, hierarchy here in the AFC West? Excuse me, AFC South. Man, it's always hard to tell. Um, I mean, of course, after the strong showing last year, um, you you want to think that they've got it figured out. I I don't have a lot of confidence that that they do, and maybe I just need to see more from them. I'll I'll acknowledge that, and uh, and and I'm curious to see you know exactly. Uh, what it is that they put together there, but I'm, I don't know. Um, I think they they've got the talent. They clearly got the defensive unit uh, to make some to make some real noise, but um, I don't know. They got some they got some serious serious things to overcome. Um, and and the, they and the Titans honestly, but I know we're not to them to them just yet. But uh, I don't know. Uh, Blake Bortles. I, I I don't know. I, I think that he'll he'll be able to get the job done, but um, they've had some some changes at wide out and things of that nature. So uh, we'll we'll see what they put together exactly. But um, I don't expect the same out of the out of the Jags. Well, the difficult thing for them is that they just lost Marquise Lee for the year, um, yeah. and you know, so the receivers, you know, you got to place some weapons around a guy like Blake Bortles who isn't a perennial stud and he's not like terrible either, but he needs help just like Andy Dalton. He needs guys that will get open and who will make consistent catches. So now they're going to be depending on Dante Moncrief, who is a good receiver um, and DD Westbrook, who really showed some, some signs last year. Keelan Cole did too, but these guys are unproven. So it's going to be extremely interesting they're going to rely heavily on that defense. Um, that's why I could almost see Houston upsetting them for this league, honestly, um, because they may have to rely too much on the defense. Um, and after a while, defenses who are out there all the time at some point are going to give up points, especially when you have guys like Andrew Luck and um, Deshaun Watson opposing you in the league, um, whose quarterbacks, you know, they can make some plays. So it'll be uh, – It'll be interesting. I have Jacksonville's defense in fantasy. I hope they do very well. Um, but we're going to see about that offense. Yeah, and I, I think that deficit at wide just makes it tougher for Fournette to really get those open lanes. Uh, I think they're going to load up in the box a lot for them if those receivers can't really flourish. So, I mean, we'll see. Like, but like I said, I, I just it doesn't it doesn't instill a bunch of confidence in me. Yeah, I mean, I I want. I mean, could could it be that uh, Jacksonville now feels like they have to go for a guy like maybe a Des Bryant uh, to give them a little bit of a little bit more depth and experience at that wide receiver position and give mm-hmm. Blake Bortles a target um, that he can use. He's not a bad quarterback, but it's just the consistency is not there um, that you would want from a from a top end quarterback in this league um, and in in this division. You can't you can't afford to take uh, that much of a step back. Andrew Luck is back, so Indianapolis, you got to believe, is going to be at least a little bit better. Tennessee is young and it is an emerging team. Um, and then, of course, we already talked about the Texans. Um, you know, a, a one or two loss change from the previous year could mean they're out of the, they're out of the playoffs this year. 
Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they kind of react to the loss of Marcus Lee, Marquise Lee, um, and who they look to kind of fill in that void because they also lost um, Allen Robinson from last year. Yep. Mm. Um, their other wide receiver Hearns, and Hearns. Um, is also yep. gone. Eric, yeah, he's also gone. Um, so that's essentially you've lost your three top receivers from the previous year, and you're putting a lot on a guy like Dante Moncrief, who still hasn't shown that he can do it at a consistent basis. And they also um, released their tight end, um, their starter for the last uh, several years in Mar- uh, Mercedes Lewis. Yep. Um, so it'll – It'll be interesting. And then, you know, Tennessee is another team that I want to believe in. It's just I think they still have some holes. I still don't know who their primary playmaker is on offense outside of Derrick Henry and uh, Marcus Mariota, who's going to be the wideout that steps up. Um, although I really do like um, getting Malcolm Butler, um, who we still don't know why he was benched in the Super Bowl. But when he does play, he's <laughs> he's a very good cover corner. Um, so this this is a tough division. Um, and then we haven't even talked about Andrew Luck returning yet um, for the Colts. We haven't. I, I need to see six games of a healthy Andrew Luck before I, I believe it, unfortunately. Yeah. I, I, I Something was off about that injury from from the go. Um, and so it seems like they tried to rush him back, kind of paid the price for that, let him sit out, the, you know, uh, last year. And, you know, I'm excited. I want him to succeed. I think, um, you know, the, the NFL is better with young talent that's thriving like Andrew Luck. He seemed to be a great ambassador for the game. Um, but I need to see him really take uh, football hits and actually, you know, withstand some football action. If he can stay healthy, uh, that combination that he and T.Y. Hilton is still uh, one of the best pairings in the league. Um, you know, running game, we'll see what they got. Uh, of course with Frank Gore leaving. But um but yeah, I, I'm 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 still high on uh what that offense can be if Andrew Luck is le- legitimately back. Yeah, I mean I think the the whole issue though with with this will be um how will the other guys outside of T.Y. Hilton step up? Because, mm-hmm. again, True. it's not just about one receiver. You know, being, being, being a Bengal fan, I'll be able to tell you that with A.J. Green. You know, we need another guy um, just like the Colts will need, you know, Deion Kane. You know, will he be able to step up? The receiver from Clemson who was a standout there, will he Will he be able to step up and whatnot? And then also what, what production will he get? you know, from Marlon Mack in this running back core. So um, a lot of questions for the Colts, but I I echo your sentiments, Ian. It's great to see Luck back if he can stay healthy because um, if he goes down again, he might as well just hang it up. Like, honestly, at this point, like, my goodness, dude, you haven't played in years anyway. So um, but I'm really hoping he can stay, you know, healthy and all because that, you know, It'll bring some some great competition in this league, in a league where you know Jacksonville may be favored, favored, but um, any of these teams almost have a shot. Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, another weapon that um, I I think we're kind of overlooking for uh, the Colts is Eric Ebron. Um, yeah. Tight end kind yep. of fits that similar like Vernon Davis role, 
um, when he was kind of in his prime, could kind of go up the seam um, and get behind some defenses. That's going to be um, a big position of, of help for Andrew Luck. He's always been a guy that has really used his tight ends well, even back to his days in college. Um, so, yeah, they've, they've got some things, but I just think the whole the offensive line is also another question mark. Um, last year, their quarterbacks really got beat up. Um, and when you have an injured guy behind center, uh, it, it's it's you got to have the right combination of guys up front to help out. So um, it'll be interesting to see how this division shakes out. And once again, injuries are always, have always been a big storyline in this division. Um, as we go through the season, how is that going to play a role? Um, so real quick, let's move through the AFC West. Um, my big question for this division, and I think it's on a lot of the minds of a lot of football fans, can John Gruden uh, make the Raiders a legitimate contender? Um, the talent is there. Um, the other big question is Khalil Mack, is he going to make it back for the regular season? Now there's talk that he may sit out regular season games, uh, which creates a really big problem when arguably you know, one of the best one or two defensive players in the league is on the field. Mm-hmm. Um offensively they're loaded um they've got a lot of talent john gruden knows how to coach quarterbacks and i think Derek carr if he can stay healthy he's another guy that that tends to get hurt um this oakland team can be something special uh but what else what else are you guys looking at in this afc west um coming into the season that was actually my main thing was uh hopefully a healthy Derek carr and um i mean jordy nelson you could say yeah, you know, that's that's just something to look at, but no, really. Jordy Nelson knows how to work his quarterbacks into a better position. Uh, he's just one of those heads-up guys when he's out there. He just makes things better. So, um, yeah, I, I'm interested in that. Uh, we haven't even talked about Amari Cooper. We have um, not. Martavius <laughs> Bryant. I mean, this, yeah. this offense is just loaded. Not to mention that backfield. I mean, you got Beast yeah. Mode, Doug Martin. Like, it's, it's nuts. But, uh, yeah. Um, uh, but also in the AFC West, I'm, I'm looking at the Broncos. Uh, I want to see what they can what they can conjure up. Um, you know, see if they can still establish a, a ground and pound game that's effective. Um, I'm, I don't know. They're, they're how many years removed from their Super Bowl win now? And, and we're looking at a completely, you know, completely overhauled team other than pretty much uh, Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. Um, but, you know, just want to see what Case Keenum is going to be able to do uh, with those guys. Um, Devontae Booker got some questions there. Is Royce Freeman kind of going to overtake that? So, uh, I'm, you know, taking a taking a serious look. Want to see what Bradley Chubb uh, does on that defense, which I'm I'm excited to watch. Uh, but yeah, so there's there's a couple different things to to take a look at. Um, first of all, I do believe in John Gruden. I think he has the weapons, and hopefully, he gets Khalil Mack. Um, with Beast Mode, um, Marshawn Lynch, like um, they have some weapons there. Um, and then now Jordy Nelson. Um, I mean, Carr's got the Carr has the weapons, but the the huge piece will be how consistent will Carr be. And like you said, Malcolm, mm-hmm. you know, um, will he be able to stay, you know, away from injuries? Um, so that's one thing. But honestly, I'm looking at this Chargers team as a very a very interesting piece you know philip rivers of course has never been 
you know, a star star to me. He's always just been a consistent guy who will get them potentially to the playoffs, will never get them over the hump. Um, but with guys like Melvin Gordon, Keenan Allen being a monstrous um, receiver, I hate that they lost Hunter Henry for the year. Um, I thought he really showed some some promise um, last year as a tight end, a young tight end. Um, but I think there's an offense that could really score some points. Um, and, you know, if Gordon, if Gordon is healthy and, um, and all, I think, you know, the Chargers could really surprise and kind of sneak into some, you know, something like a wild card type of position. Um, so they're the one I'm really looking at. Of course, Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes, we don't know, um, what he's going to bring. Um, I like Kareem Hunt, um, and all, but, uh, I just think it's too much of a question mark for someone to, to choose the Chiefs uh, to win the division again. So, um, so yeah, they would not be my favorite, honestly. So, I don't know. I think this league, this yeah. is another division that's kind of open right right now. Just so, a few of them like that. And Malcolm, I know you said quick hits. Um, I can't can't go without mentioning. You know, there's the mystery of Patrick Mahomes. Let's yeah. see what see what he's gonna be able to do in KC. Um, right along with him, teammate kind of got a mystery of Sammy Watkins. Will he be yep. able to put it together and really yep. um, come through on being a number one wideout? And I, I don't know how much more rope he has left in the NFL uh, to show that. But always excited uh, to see you know KC's defense. Um, they're going to give them a chance. So it's just a matter of whether or not that offense you know puts it together and keeps them a viable team. Yeah, I think this is a this is a prime year for um for Oakland or or excuse me, formerly San Diego now Los Angeles Chargers to step up um and take over this division. Um Kansas City and Denver have been kind of the preeminent teams in this division for quite some time. Absolutely. Uh, Denver Denver obviously has a lot of questions at the quarterback position. Um, running back has also been an issue of concern. Their defense uh, lost a keep to leave, although they did get Bradley Chubb. They still have Vaughn Miller um, and some other talented guys like uh, Chris Harris and Bradley Roby in the second secondary. Um, but that quarterback position, if they don't have that solidified, it's going to cause a lot of problems for them. Um, I honestly hadn't really thought about the Chargers too much, but yeah, on, on paper they look like a team that – is is ready they have enough uh weapons on the defensive side melvin gordon is an outstanding running back philip rivers you know what you're going to get with him um question question mark is who are the other playmakers outside of keenan allen on the outside with no antonio uh gates this year they lost their starting tight end or who was supposed to be their starting tight end coming into this year um so they've got some questions to answer but um this looks like a with Patrick Mahomes in case in uh, Kansas City, I think you're going to see a lot of up and down play from him. Um, he's got the arm talent. Um, he's got everything you want, but he just doesn't have all the snaps under his belt. Um, and with pass rushers like Von Miller and Khalil Mack, hopefully in that division, yep. he's going to have a, a rude awakening <laughs> on, uh, on some nights. And I think, um, you know, I think that the payoff may be good, but this year may be a rough one rough one for him getting started out in that division so we're going to try to move a little bit quicker going through the nfc east um obviously this this is the division of the defending super bowl champion philadelphia eagles but they have some competition coming um the giants are trying to reload 
They just re-signed um, Odell Beckham Jr. to that massive extension. Um, drafted Saquon Barkley to give them a great weapon coming out of the backfield. Um, who do you guys see as the kind of that primary contender to the Eagles in this division? Oddly enough, I got to say Washington. Oh, um, if Jordan Reed can stay healthy, um, I think having Alex Smith there uh, makes that that offense just reliable in a way that, uh, yeah, I, I I think they can really. Uh, kind of storm that division and and surprise a lot of people. Washington's actually not a not a bad pick. Um, I would actually say the Giants, in my opinion, um, if if Saquon is, you know, anything close to his very first run in the NFL, um, he's going to be a star, and that takes a little bit more pressure off of Eli Manning, who's getting there up there in age, but he has Odell. Um, and he's got a few other playmakers that, you know, um, that he can get the ball to. Um, so I think right now, um, the giants become the number one threat, um, to the Eagles, but I will agree with you. Um, the Redskins have some guys, um, they have a running back core, um, that there's not one particular person that's special, but they all do a few things decently. Um, I really like Jamison Crowder as a receiver, um, you know, so Jordan Reed being honestly a great tight end as well. So if they can mix those pieces together, uh, Washington could definitely be um, a a contender. But at the end of the day, um, Philly just has too much, um, especially if Carson yeah. Wentz can stay healthy for the most of the year. Um, that defense is for real. Um, and, you know, with guys like – Zach Ertz and um, Jay Ajayi for a full year, potentially, uh, if he can stay healthy as well. Alshon Jeffrey, those guys, they just have a lot of weapons, and I think they're too much for the other guys uh, in that division. Yeah, the only reason I don't go to New York is I, I, I think there's more to the puzzle of Eli Manning than a lot would like to admit. I, I don't know what you're going to get out of him. Um, and Washington, I... I Oddly enough, I think they get a lot more out of Adrian Peterson than is, is expected. No, he's not the AP of old, but I think, uh, like you mentioned, that backfield committee, um, um, I think everybody eats. But I think Adrian Peterson will bring a dynamic that I think he's going to benefit from Alex Smith's composure. Um, I, I look for him to actually be a little more active in the passing game than, than kind of expected. Um, but yeah, uh, Giants, of course, I think are a safe pick to challenge Washington, I guess is kind of a sleeper pick, but Philly, like you said, if Carson stays healthy and then even if he doesn't, oh, just MVP super, well, the Super Bowl, um, just back there, just in case you want to give him some run. So it's just almost unfair. Yeah. I, I, I just have a lot of questions about Washington, um, as a, um, 49ers fan, I obviously have a very strong reaction to Alex Smith as a starting quarterback on a on a contending team, um, and I just don't trust him. I don't believe that an offense with him at quarterback can can be consistent enough, um, especially making plays down the field. And I'm not in awe of their wide receiving core either. Um, 
I am also a huge Adrian Peterson fan, but at this point of his career, I'm just don't, I don't know how much you can reasonably expect from him. Um, I would love to say that um, Dallas would be that next team, but the wide receiver position is a big concern for me. Um, there's they have a couple injuries that are starting to pile up on the offensive line, which yep. could kind of be a very tough cumulative effect for that whole team moving forward mm-hmm. uh, from the running back all the way um, back into the backfield with the quarterback. And then the big the big loss I don't think enough people are talking about is the loss of Jason Witten. Um, he was Mr. Reliable for that team. And whenever that team needed a first down, Jason Witten found a way to get behind beyond the sticks and make a play. Um, so that's a that's going to be a big security blanket that's making missing for Prescott. Um, I've got to I've got to go with the the Giants as the real contender here. Um, you know everybody talks about OBJ, but Sterling Shepard, um, another one of their wide receivers, is another very talented player who I think is going to have a big role this year. Um, Saquon Barkley is going to be a huge help. Admittedly, I, I've been a Giants fan for since I lived in New York and New Jersey area, but Eli Manning is one of my least favorite players. He's just so boring to me. Um, I'll be so happy when he finally <laughs> retires. Um, I just, and it's, it has everything to do with his personality. I just, I just okay. can't. Okay. I was going to say, um, I mean, two, two Super Bowl wins over the past, look, man. I, it's, I could, I'm glad that they got the Super Bowls, but man, I wish it was with a different quarterback. <laughs> Uh, and it is completely just my body. I just don't like Eli Manning. Uh, he's done nothing to me. I just don't like him. Um, but, I mean, the, the Eagles are, I think we all agree, are the cream of the crop of this division. All the weapons they have coming back, um, Jeffries, um, Jay Ajay, Corey Clement, uh, Darren Sproles is still there. I believe this is going to be his last year. Um, the, the defense reloading. Um, I just... Man, I think they're going to run away with this division, and it'll be interesting to see who is kind of the second team coming out of this division. Uh, so we'll quickly move to the NFC North. Um, Packers. Got, <laughs> I just, you going I with just, the Packers? I just, just Packers. That's all I got. Well, I'm going to go the other direction. I'm actually going to go with the Minnesota Vikings. Ooh. I love their pickup of Kirk Cousins. Um, I'm really interested to see what a healthy Dalvin Cook looks like um, for this team. Um, even in the limited run he's gotten so far in the preseason, I've been ex- uh, impressed with his explosiveness. Uh, Stefan Diggs got paid this offseason, and he was a big part of their um, postseason run. Um, and I think he's going to be a, a big weapon for uh, Kirk Cousins down the field. He's really kind of developed into that true number one receiver. Um, and on the defensive side of the ball, they've got weapons as well. Um, and it was kind of the catalyst for their run as far as they did with uh, Eric Kendricks in the, in the, as a linebacker and Anthony Barr as well. Uh, two early draft picks who have really developed into true playmakers there. Um, here's, a, here's a fun fact for you. Terrence Newman is still in the NFL. He turns 40 years old before this season. Sheesh. Um, that lets you know how old we are, because I remember when he was a rookie. <laughs> uh, but I kind of, I think, um, I think Minnesota looks at that game last year, or looks at their playoff run last year with Case Keenum at quarterback, um, and they feel like they've got a quarterback that that could do a little bit more than manage the game, make a few more plays for them. 
Um, and with a healthy healthy Dalvin Cook, I think Minnesota is the favorite in this division. Honestly, guys, I think two guys come out of this. I mean, two teams come out of this conference uh, in the playoffs. I think you're going to have your division winner, and you're going to have one wild card, depending on play. Um, mm-hmm. Just because I think they're they're these teams are strong in this division. Um, I think I, I I like Minnesota a whole lot. Um, I love some of their playmakers uh, with Stefan Diggs, Kyle Rudolph, um, you know, and adding a Kirk Cousins who can at least give some form or fashion of consistency will be great. I honestly think Green Bay could potentially win the division with Aaron Rodgers back. Even though they lose Jordy Nelson, they pick up Jimmy Graham, who yep. is can be a great mm. blanket for That's Aaron Rodgers. That could huge. be absolutely scary. Um and I hate the fact that it didn't work out with Russell Wilson um, in Seattle. But neither here nor there. Um, Green Bay just needs to figure out, you know, um, their running back situation. They have, you know, a core of three guys who could, you know, be their, their running back um, and and uh, go from there. But uh, I think two may come out of, out of that division. And, of course, Chicago and Detroit will just be left in the dust. I, I think they've solved their running back situation. Um, to me, I think you you give Jamal Williams that go ahead, and um, and you know have have Ty Montgomery be that number two back, and uh, I think that opens everything else up. Like you said, Jimmy Graham being there is huge, um, but I think the the solidification of a running game in Green Bay is uh is the last piece to them returning returning to prominence. Honestly, I think as a as a legitimate Super Bowl contender, um, and and I think they've done it. I you know I, I know it'll take some time to build, and not everybody's necessarily looking that direction right now. But uh, I believe I believe in, in what I've seen from uh, from Williams. Yeah, I, I had completely forgotten about the uh, Jimmy Graham pickup. That was I remember when I read that it was just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, they were able to add him. I mean, which obviously I think they would have rather have kept Jordy Nelson as well. But yeah, um, but their defense it has to be a concern. Um, Clay Matthews has has fallen off a cliff over the last two or three years, um, where he was kind of the face of that defense and and one of the premier defenders. And now you barely hear from him at all during the year. Um, be it injuries or just production, him and Nick Perry have both kind of fallen off. Um, I, I think they also lost to Marius Randall, who went to the uh, who went to the Browns. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got some they've got some questions on the defensive side of the ball. Um, they need to answer, and if they want to truly be contenders uh, to win the division, I think they'll be right up there fighting for a wild card berth. Um, and the 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 one two combination or the the combination of Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Graham, Devon, uh, Devontae Adams, um, Randall Cobb, um, that's as good as any combination in the NFL. So uh, offensively they'll be there, but that defense for me is the big question mark. Yeah. Um, so let's go to the NFC South. Um, I see you say the best for last. Oh, oh, we're getting there. Don't you worry. <laughs> we're getting there. Um, NFC South. This is one of the hardest divisions to predict in the entire NFL. Um, I believe they've had a different champion 
every year for the last four or five years. Um, where are you guys leaning in the NFC South? New Orleans. Thank you very much. Mm. Um, <sighs> I love Alvin Kamara. Um, and when, um, when what's his face comes back from suspension. Um, Ingram. yeah, thank you. Um, when Ingram comes back, Drew B, Drew Brees is, is Drew Brees. Um, they have enough receiver talent, um, with Michael Thomas. I love Michael Thomas. Um, of course, because he's I wonder from, why he's from that one school, you know, that's so great <laughs> in college football. Um, and they, I mean, and they even have Ted Ginn. That, there's another Buckeye. I just throwing that out there. Um, but yeah, and they have the defense and they have the defense to to really get the job done. So I would probably say New Orleans. But this is another division where I think the other wild card is coming out of because um, I think they have honestly like three teams that could potentially make the playoffs. I just think Cam Newton lacks a lacks maybe one more playmaker um, and have a little bit too much pressure on himself to get the job done, especially because he lost Jonathan Stewart and um, he lost Kelvin Benjamin, um, who, you know, Kelvin Benjamin kind of yeah. threw him under the bus. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so I, I, w- I like New Orleans, honestly. I, I'm actually going to go. I, I really like what Carolina what the Carolina Panthers did this offseason. Um, getting Torrey Smith as a guy who could help vertically space the field a little bit. Uh, they, yeah. they drafted DJ Moore in the first round as well. I do like DJ of, Moore. Both of, yeah. Both of those guys can kind of fill that Ted Ginn role on this team. Uh, Devin Funches has been kind of a breath of fresh air for them. I think people had a lot of questions about him when he came out of Michigan. Can he play the wide receiver position? But he's really turned it to that number one option um, that Cam relies on. And then we haven't even talked about uh, Jerry Wright, who's been a good receiver for them, as well as um, uh, Curtis Samuel, another one of your former Buckeyes, who was hurt last year uh, but has been looking really good in the preseason. Um and I'm really excited to see a full year of Christian McCaffrey. Yep. Um, last year, he was kind of buried a little bit on the depth chart with some of their veterans. Uh, but this year, I look for him to have a big role, especially coming out of the backfield as a receiver, being a self safety valve with him, as well as Greg Olson um, for Cam Newton. And then defensively, they, they seem to always kind of reload. Luke Keekley is back. Um, Thomas Davis is back. Um, their their secondary improved. Uh, I believe he was a rookie last year. James Bradbury was a huge surprise last year. Um, it kind of filled that uh, Josh Norman role for them um, as a number one corner. Uh, they j- just drafted uh, Dante Jackson, um, who ran a four three two forty at the combine. Cap- Captain Mutter- Munnerlin is back. Um, I like the way this team is set up. Um, defensively, they're always going to be there. And I think they have some weapons around Cam that he can use, including Christian McCaffrey, uh, Torrey Smith, and DJ Moore. Um, it's it's really hard to predict this division, but I really like them. And then you can't sleep on Atlanta either in that nope. division. Yeah, that, that's the tough part is uh, what to make of Atlanta. Um, and, I mean, you know, Matty Ice is going to be Matty Ice. When uh, you got Julio, Muhammad Sanu, and Calvin Ridley uh, out wide, that's that's going to be formidable. Um, 
the backfield, I, I'm I'm always hesitant to to put a whole lot of stock in uh, what Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman. Not that they're not producing. It's just uh you know want to know if they can be the two backs that you know really hold it down and 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 uh, give Matt enough room to operate uh, back there because I don't know sometimes that that seems to get muddy to me. But um, Carolina is is actually the team that I'm looking at to come out. Uh, I I definitely love what New Orleans has. I love Kamara. I, I love um, uh, and you know when, when Ingram comes back, I love what what they can do with that tandem. Drew Brees, of course, is, is his. I mean, he's he's a legend uh, in my book. What he can do for the small guys, <laughs> but uh, hmm. but yeah, Carolina. Um, I think Malcolm, you hit on it. Uh, the fact that that Kikley is back to me, he is a Troy Polamalu level level game changer on that defense. And uh, if they if that defense is solid, um, I think Carolina has what it takes. Yet yeah, offense may not be. Um, they may not wow you, but I think we also can't overlook what Cam Newton can do um, under center when he's playing his best ball. So I think that's the question mark there. But um, I, I like Carolina. No one, uh, no one's picking Atlanta or the Bucks for that matter. Well, yeah, I don't, I, I don't want to call a team trash, but they're trash. Yeah. So. yeah. They're one of those teams from the top of our uh, podcast here today. <laughs> yes. For the one Buccaneer fan out there who's listening <laughs> to the podcast. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's move to the AF, or excuse me, the NFC West. Um, man, this, for so long, this division was one of the toughest. And, um, it, Although I think it still can be pretty good, I think obviously it's taken a step back with Seattle, um, not what it once was, especially on defense. Um, the L.A. Rams are the clear cream of the crop of this division. Yep. Um, Todd Gurley, Brandon Cooks, Indomitian Sue, um, Aaron Donald, uh, Akib Tlaib, Marcus Peters. I mean... And those are just the guys that were added this year. <laughs> so um, I think this team is the cream of the crop. If they stay healthy, if uh, Jarrett Goff can once again take another step forward, um, this is a team that can contend for a championship. And I'm going to spend just a few minutes talking about my San Francisco 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo, in a limited sample size last year, was undefeated. Um, they've got some a couple good weapons around him. Um for me, the big question mark is the running game. Could Jarrett McKinnon be that running back that can kind of give them some dual threat ability? Um, can some of these other guys like Joe Williams and others pick it up? Um, Dante Pettis has been a guy that has been all over Bleacher Report with his videos of faking out um, defensive backs on his routes. Richard Sherman obviously coming in on the defensive side of the ball, bringing in some of that leadership. He's got a chip on his shoulder. Um, the weapons are there. Um, if they get the consistent quarterback play and the defense can continue to find their footing, um, I, I really like the way this team is positioned to possibly make a playoff run. They might be one more year away from being real playoff contenders. Um, but in this division where Arizona is, is going to be down, um, their quarterback position is a big question mark. Um, they've had a lot of injury issues in the past, especially with their running backs. 
Um, will they be able to keep up with this division? I don't know. Seattle, once again, taking a step back, lost um, the heart and soul of their defense. Um, and the offense just hasn't quite been there. They lose Jimmy Graham, who wasn't a good fit, but is still one of the best at his position in the league. Um I'm not sure where they kind of fit in this. They may be falling into that second tier of this division, but I'm interested to hear what you guys think of the NFC West. In short, uh, the Seahawks have fallen apart and decided to rebuild around (laughs) the same quarterback, which is very interesting to me. Um, Sierra's husband. (laughs) Right. Uh, (laughs) Arizona, like you mentioned, um, and Sam Bradford, we trust, but we, but we, we mm. don't, we don't. So, um, also and the Sam, loss of and, they, and they, Sam they, Bradford, they we trust, but get Josh Rosen ready. Right, right, right. Um, John Brown's not there anymore, right? I uh, know he's in Baltimore. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, like you said, a lot of questions there. Um, I don't expect much from them. Uh, I am intrigued in your Forty Niners, uh, but. I just got to echo what you said with the Rams. There's no intrigue here. It's just the LA Rams, and it's not really close. Yeah, um, I am so excited. But you know what, Malcolm? I am very excited to watch your San Francisco 49ers play. Um, I love their weapons. If Jimmy G can be solid, <clears throat> Marquise Goodwin is one of my favorite receivers to watch. Um, I mean, mm, and if yeah. many people don't remember – you can look at YouTube and watch what he did to Richard Sherman in training camp, put yeah. him in the dust. Um, and so, you know, you put him along with, you know, some of the running backs you Pierre guys Garçon. have now. Um, you guys have, I mean, y'all, y'all have a little, you know, right, exactly. Pierre Garçon, you guys have some, some definite weapons. Um, and I think that you all will definitely be a contender for a wild card spot. Um, with the Rams running away with the rest of the league. Um, and I honestly think that if golf plays well, the Rams could be, you know, the NFC uh, champion, honestly. Mm. <clears throat> On paper, well, they have the-, the roster for sure. Absolutely. Um, all right. So let's go ahead and get to the picks. Um, so we're going to pick our NFC winner, our AFC winner. Um, and then if we want to give a, a little Super Bowl prediction, we could do that as well. Ian, will you get us started off? Yeah, it might sound boring. It's not a whole lot of excitement, but I think we got a Boston versus L.A. <laughs> Beat L.A. I think we got a, <laughs> got a clash of the Rams and the, uh, and the Patriots. And... I just think Jared Goff needs a little more time. Unfortunately, I got the Pats back on top. Avenging their defeat in last year's Super Bowl and uh, Mm. taking Belichick and Brady, the evil dynasty, taking another title. It seems like I picked the powerhouses to win. It's it's not. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, folks, it really (laughs) is. Like I'm just trying to size up. I'm reading the tea leaves here. Yeah, um, gosh, Lee, um, I honestly could see a Super Bowl rematch of Philly and, um, and mm. the Patriots, um, mm. just because I think at the end, 
Um, like last year, the Rams made a whole lot of really, really bad mistakes. Um, and because this will be their first year together as with a lot of their new additions, um, it'll be a lot of pressure. I think Philly could potentially beat L.A. in the NFC Championship game. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, gosh, I literally tried to find any way to pick any other team but the Patriots from the AFC. Like, I really... Like, even I don't like Pittsburgh at all. I would love to see Pittsburgh, you know, um, in a Super Bowl against one of those different teams. Um, but I'd have to go with New England just because of one man and one man only, and that is Thomas Brady. Um, his experience, the system that they have where they can put in any wide receiver, and it doesn't matter who it is. Um, even though there's some question marks about who the receivers, like who all will really step up. Um, and even though they have Jeremy Hill and all, I mean, I'm going to go Patriots uh, and the Eagles in a rematch. Um, and I would hope that the Philadelphia Eagles would win again. <sighs> Man, the NFC for me is really, is it the conferences are tough to pick, but for different reasons. You, you're trying to find a reason to not pick the Patriots in the AFC. And I think in the NFC, there's three teams between the Rams, Vikings, and um, Eagles who will be vying for that top spot. Um, if the Eagles are he- healthy, I think they have the weapons, the quarterback position, the backs, all of that to, to return um, and win the division if they're healthy. But uh, they need to look out for uh, the Rams and the Vikings coming right on their heels. And then in the AFC, I'm tr- like I'm trying to find a reason not to pick New England. Um, Pittsburgh is interesting to me. I'm just I'm not sure how that defense is going to hold up, um, especially on the defensive line. Uh, they got some young players that are playing at the at the linebacker position. Um, and my dark horse team in the AFC is Houston. I was just about um, to I say think, I think a full season of Deshaun Watson and that defense being fully healthy is special. Um, but, I, man, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh coming out of the AFC. Um, I have a Pennsylvania um, Super Bowl between the uh, Steelers and the Eagles. And I'm going to say, we, we don't get to say this very often, but the Eagles might just repeat as Super Bowl champions wow. this year. Wow. But there's a lot of football to be played, a lot of ACLs to be torn. A lot of <laughs> a lot of oh, penalties God. and suspensions to be had. <laughs> so uh, anything can happen between now and Super Bowl. Um, so before we leave, we like to end our show with our parting words. Ian, let's start with you. What are your parting words for the people? I just want to give a heartfelt salute to Senator John McCain, who... Um, the late Senator John McCain, just uh, what he, um, just his convictions, um, prisoner of war, uh, war hero, uh, just so many different uh, different facets of things. But um, I appreciate his stand for what it is that he believes in, even um, popular, even against maybe a sitting president. Who knows? But um, you know, I I I've always respected him even if you know i didn't always agree with his politics and uh you know the thoughts and prayers go to his family and uh, those who supported him hopefully people will take from the example that he did leave 
um, of bravery, of courage, um, of conviction, and uh, in a world that is continuously taking a moral plummet, um, mm-hmm. that we would all find something to stand for, as the old adage says, uh, um, um, stand for something or you'll fall for anything. Very well said. Keith, give us your parting words. Uh, shout out to Des Bryant, who's still looking for a job. Um, you know, the Lord provides. The Lord is a provider, Des. Um, but, uh, I mean, I really do hope that you find a place that will be um, a good fit for you. Um, because you, I think you still do have some things to offer. Uh, especially a team that could be a contender. You could definitely, you know, I would have loved to see you with the Browns. Um, I would love to see you, you know, maybe potentially go to Jacksonville and help out that squad. You deserve some work, Des, but, you know, be not weary, wet Des, in due season. Hopefully you'll find a contract. That's all I got. Des got to stop turning down deals. <laughs> Look. Uh, yeah. Look. Um, well, I'm going to go to the NBA world, and uh, my shout-out is going to go to Manu Ginobili. Ginobili! Uh, oh, yeah, Ginobili! Uh, he announced his retirement last week from the NBA. Um, you know, master of the Euro step, uh, multiple-time champion, embraced his role as a sixth man, Um this is kind of the end of that Spurs era of the big three of Tony Parker, Manny Ginobili, and Tim Duncan. This is the official closing of that chapter. I still remember him shooting um, the USA out of the uh, world championships, leading Argentina. Um, you know, they, they should just rename the Euro step the Ginobili step. He brought it to the U.S. and had... And, and, and uh, players like Dwayne Wade and now James Harden have helped take that to the next level. But uh, Manu Ginobili, one-of-a-kind player, ch- true champion, true professional. Thank you for the memories. Uh, we'll always remember you for uh, taking down the bat in the uh, <laughs> in uh, San Antonio that was flying around the arena. We'll remember the Euro steps. We'll remember the step-back threes. We'll remember the even the flowing locks of your early years. Um but uh, good luck to you in retirement. Know that you're going to do some great things, and uh, we will definitely miss seeing you on the court. Yep. And that's it. Our NFL season preview is done. Thank you guys for listening to the 3 1 podcast from Cleveland, Ohio. It's international. Ian Lamont Morgan. Peace and blessings. And from the Nasty Natty, Keith Turner Jr. God bless all of you. Have a great rest of your day. And from the capital city, it's your boy, Malcolm Morgan. Once again, thank you for listening to the 3-in-1 Podcast. We'll see you all next time.